Boys, um, I heard you got some snow. <laughs> How could you tell, Dee Dee? Uh, you know, just checking everybody's Instagram, seeing there's some snow. And I have to ask you this one question, though. Um, and this is like not me like rubbing in my weather versus your weather. It's when is it acceptable for it like when is it not acceptable for snow to happen? That is the question. Because it's late April right now. And I'm like, when do you just want to go outside and take a gun and shoot the snow? At what point are you like, I'm done with this? We're pretty close to that point. And the only reason I didn't take a gun to the snow today was because we kept reminding ourselves that last year we had snow the first week of May. So that was at least a reminder that, hey, don't be surprised. We're going to get snow in April. We've had 80-degree days here already. No joke. So it's like, all right, roller coaster ride that April is with the weather. We got at least one more snow coming. This is it. I think when that calendar does flip May, and maybe I give you a couple days of that first week. But after that, now it's like, come on, that's we've had enough. My fiance is already... She was furious that her plants got snowed on last night and she was ready to pack up and move south or west today. I am not joking. Understandable. Uh, we, we planted some things in the ground that aren't supposed to grow for like another month or show their faces for another month. Now <laughs> I'm getting a little worried that they're never going to pop out, but we'll, time will tell. Um, I feel like the answer to your question, Didi, is it's a moving target because it depends on how the beginning of the year treats you. Uh, because this year, kind of Dan alluded to it, has been in the, in the Northeast, tremendous. There was no snow in March and this is the only snow we've had in April. And I'm, most of the days have been at least mid fifties, which is not normally the case. So this year I woke up, I saw it, well, I wasn't happy, wasn't happy about it, but <laughs> I was okay. It was tempered. Uh, last year, different story, different story. Uh, yeah. I, I, I was, you know, can't really shoot out into the air in my neighborhood, but if I could, I would, but this year I'm okay. So it's, I think it's a moving target. Okay. Cause I just, when you see snow come this late, Cause I know like, I mean, the majority of my life, I lived in a place where there's snow. So like, it's not like snow is such a foreign thing, but there always comes that point where you're like enough, <laughs> like the first, you know what I mean? Cause you're like the first time I saw snow, you know, first time you see snow, it's like October, most likely, you know, hopefully not earlier than that. And then you see snow in cold weather. And then it's like, it gets to a point where you get like an 80 degree day here. You get like a 70 degree day there. And then all of a sudden you're like, we're done here. You know, it's spring and you're talking about summer plans and where you're going to go with your friends. And then snow happens. Yeah. I specifically thought uh, today about how, like when I was younger in middle school or in high school, when the weather turned warm, you would start looking for those opportunities to wear shorts to school. And then like that random morning where you wake up and have snow like you did today and you have to dig the jeans back out in the hoodie, you have to dig it back out to wear it to school. That was the worst. I hated that so much. 
Yeah. And then you have those idiots that'll still wear shorts because they didn't even look out the window. It's not like, oh, surprise. I didn't know. I didn't look outside the window this morning. It's like, all right, tough guy, put your, put your pants back on. Nobody wants to see those ham bones sticking up beneath your knees anyways. So <laughs> here we are. Yeah, it was legit snow. You know, I'll, I'll take dusting. This was a little bit more than that was welcomed today, at least, but that's it. Now we are, now we are through. We are done. Thank you, mother nature. We've had it. Did you guys have that like one or two kids who wore shorts every day to school oh yeah yeah, yeah. and i could i could name them but i don't please want to. name but, one yeah come on come on there's gotta be one <laughs> name one i got one it's gonna be so weird i i really don't think he would ever listen to this podcast but there was this kid named eric fedesca who <laughs> wore shorts every single day and i just didn't understand it at all um nice kid though so yeah no hate Jacob Joseph for me and I don't even know if Jacob's on the internet all I know is when you knew when it was like mad cold out because he would wear like Miami Dolphins Zubaz pants <laughs> and like that's when you knew it was like oh shit it's cold outside yeah. like Jake, and, and that was like the news in middle school was like J- J- you see Jake wore pants today <laughs> damn <laughs> God, good stuff. Well, boys, let's get into it. So brunch breakdown. And today we're going to have a lot of fun because we got a lot of topics that we have been, you know, that have been left over. And we're going to get to a lot of them today on the show. We've got a special bruise day, boys, special bruise day. We're going to ask a very important question when it comes to beer. We're going to get some random topics off our chest. We're going to play a little topic roulette with this today because we got a lot of things. Jerry (laughs) Stein, everything from Jerry Seinfeld to the oatmeal cream pies to uh, soccer super league we got a lot going on today so let's just get into the brunch breakdown right now but before we do all that dan tell everyone where they can find the brunch breakdown hell yeah i'd be happy to uh, you could find the brunch breakdown anywhere that you can find podcasts on this planet yes that includes apple podcasts spotify Google pod, uh, podcast, easy for me to say, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and yes, now on iHeartRadio. We are now on iHeartRadio as well. Those episodes come to you each and every Thursday morning. They are ready for you the moment you wake up. Uh, the full video episodes, we've got video and visuals and a bunch of different stuff that we do that you see in the clips throughout the week. We've got the full video podcast that is also available every Thursday, noon Eastern, 9 a.m., Pacific. That's on our YouTube page and on our Facebook page and available on demand anytime. And of course, you can find us on quite literally every social media platform that we have access to. Yes, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Triller, TikTok, all the above. We are at Brunch Breakdown. Find us there. Yes, yes. All of the places, all the places. Well, boys, I want to switch this thing up today just because we're going to be talking Bruise Day for a little bit. So let's get things off our chests. Chris, get us started. Get it off your chest. Okay. Uh, I'm going to make a pivot here because originally I thought I was going to come into this episode and talk to you guys about how um, I, I was going to talk about how pro sports teams need to stop making statements about things that don't have to deal with pro sports because they're terrible at it. Um, but then I went to home Depot. So yes, I, um, listen, I, I had it all planned out today. Okay. We had to get a couple things done and 
when you have to living in a pandemic like this, like when there's things you have to do places, you have to go, um, and places you have to go as a couple, but you don't necessarily want to take your kid there. Uh, you need to get creative. My mom was here watching my daughter today. Perfect opportunity. And we also thought, well, if we go on a Wednesday afternoon at like two o'clock, it's going to be so much quieter at a place like Home Depot than it would be on a Saturday or Sunday. We need to go get mulch for for the yard and we need to go uh, getting, uh, we're having a door project for the house, stuff like that. So we're like, yeah, we're going to go Wednesday, two o'clock, like all of the stars aligning. This is going to be perfect. If somebody watch the kid, nobody's going to be there. Everything's going to be great. We're going to be in out just like that. Um, the problem that I did not foresee is that when nobody's at Home Depot, everybody on staff is 75 or older. <laughs> and trying to get them to use the technology needed to complete our purchases today was unbelievably frustrated. I don't want to hate on all old people. Just so happened to be the people that we worked with today um, didn't even know how to use, to ring people out. Didn't even know. We, we went there ready to spend lots of money. Unbelievably difficult for us to give Home Depot all of our money. Um, so I just wanted to put it out there that like, I th- that I mean, tell me guys, that that's a pretty logical approach of like trying to get in and out, do things with least resistance. Like that made sense, right? Yeah, it oh, did. Sure. It made yeah. sense, um, sure. but it but it didn't. So word to the wise. Uh, I, I I don't have a, I don't really don't have at this point any more solutions on like how to go there, get what you need, get out, do it in an efficient manner. Unless like you know exactly what you need, and you don't have to talk to anybody. I don't know what to do. It was unbelievable. It it took way too long and uh, pretty heated about it. Maybe it's like like the advice I give people about going to the grocery store late during the week. Maybe it's like Friday night, like 8.30 type of thing. I know with kids, that's not any easier too, but maybe yeah. you've got some more intelligent people working there and the store being a little bit less crowded, even on a weekend night, perhaps, where once that, that dinner rush comes through <laughs> Home Depot, you know, the Home Depot dinner rush. <laughs> Who doesn't do that? Who doesn't go to dinner and then swing by Home Depot, you know? Right. Guilty. Depending on, you know, what you had, you you might end up having to get a clog or something. (laughs) (laughs) We better stop by the depot before we go home, honey. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's rough. Yeah. uh, It was bad. Yeah. Home Depot. Uh, I have a Home Depot by my house. I've been there so many times since we bought a house like three months ago. And I, it's, I gotta say it is an adventure depending on what time you go. It really is. Cause I feel like the more it's on the weekend, it's like staffed, perfectly packed people. But then on the weekdays, sometimes it's like you're at the old folks home. Other times it's not, but I don't know what it is. I don't know if there's like a, if Home Depot, if you're listening at home, like, let us know, like, when is the time that you guys tell all the old people to show up at work and we won't come at that time? Well, I found one of them. I like <laughs> Like we were, we were moving along. We, we wanted to get these doors. We picked them out and everything. And then like a call came to the desk that wasn't intended for that desk. And then everything fell apart from that point. Cause like, don't know how to transfer. So they transferred to somebody else. And the call came back and somebody called him on another phone. And then like amidst that, everything fell out of the computer program. 
just too much. Just too much. Oh, God. Dan, get it off your chest. Boys, today I want to talk about something that's concerning. That's concerning me quite a bit. Uh Uh-oh. We've got, I've got a wedding coming up next year and none of us have really been to a true wedding in, in quite some time. Something else we haven't really been out to is the club in quite some time, getting our groove on, getting our dance on. But here's my concern. I'm worried that this younger generation, the, 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 the very generation that you spoke to directly last week, Didi about cargo pants, cargo shorts, things like that. I'm concerned that these TikTok dances are going to be what they think that they can get away with and dance in public at weddings, in the club, whatever it is. If you're watching this right now, you might be watching this on TikTok, actually. This and this, put for the people just listening, just poking your elbows out, moving your arms back and forth, your hands. That's not freaking dancing, okay? These little dances that are being coordinated and choreographed on TikTok, that's not dancing. It's not getting it done at the club, and it's not getting it done at any wedding. Sure as shit, not my wedding. I'll tell you that right now. You will be instantly thrown out if you try to pull any of that garbage. This generation needs to get out there and get some real dance moves on, okay? The places that you'll dance in your life, weddings, clubs, wherever it may be, require improv dancing, not choreographed bullshit that you learn on TikTok in front of a mirror that you practice 100 times before you hit the record button. Feel the music, move your feet, tuck in those elbows, okay? And just let go, just let it take over you. That's how you dance, trying to trying to help help these people out because I love to dance <laughs> and you boys know Understatement that. of the year. The, the Tiki Lounge, I'm in the Hall of Fame there, okay? And we'll see it on beautiful display next year at my wedding and any wedding I attend for the rest of my life. Love it. And so I just don't want that to go away with this other generation. I had planned to talk about this for a number of days and no joke, scrolling through Twitter today, there's a video that's going a little bit viral right now of somebody in a dance club doing a TikTok. I, I just saw that before Did we you started it? recording. Yeah. And it was kind of painfully cringy. It was. And people were just stopping and staring and watching and not like in a good way, like, oh, check this dude out. It's like, no, this is not. This is not actually happening, is it? So I'm afraid that those worlds will collide this summer. It's going to be awkward. It's already going to be awkward enough, like trying to be around people again, being back at the club, being at a wedding and being comfortable being around people. But if you start doing some of this stuff and this, like you're gone, you're done. Let the music take over you. Get some real dance moves on. Save the future. That's what I got. (laughs) See, I, I have no issue with that because here's the thing. I think where this will be weird is like, at like middle school dances, okay? I think like younger kid dances, that will be really weird because it's already like boys on one side, girls on the other side, and it's like maybe a slow song they meet. I think TikTok dances kind of shut all that down. So it'll just be like everybody dancing by themselves. But once you get to a certain age, you want to touch each other. You want to dance with each other. 
because you do hormones, all that good stuff. So like, I don't find that to be crazy. Also, who wasn't doing the soldier boy dance in their mirror? Who wasn't doing the running man a little bit in their mirror? And think about how people, how your parents danced in the seventies or how your parents, how their, how your grandparents danced in the fifties. Everyone goes through dances, changes, man. And they all are just as goofy. Like my parents talk about doing something called the gator or something. And like, <laughs> I, like what? I would never do that. But then it's just like, you, I don't know. <laughs> like we all look stupid. I don't We're going to look back at videos. We're not going to be like, oh man that looks cool we're just gonna be like eh, you know john wall like you know well i'm okay with there are some songs that deserve the the choreographed move to it but it's just this is like every song every song is getting popular on tiktok and there's just some it's not dancing this isn't dancing and yeah what they did in the 70s sure shit wasn't dancing either so i'm trying to save it for the long haul I'm trying to really bring some true dance moves back back into it. everybody should be dancing like me that's basically what's coming down to <laughs> I feel like <laughs> I don't have a problem. I I mean, it's I don't have a problem with people doing the dances, but like, and I'm well past my time of being in clubs. But I think like if I'm in a club and the dance floor gets cleared out so some douche can do a TikTok <laughs> dance, I'm gonna be pissed. Like I don't want. So I feel like the dynamics within whatever space you're in, if somebody messes with your dynamic so they can film a TikTok. I would be pissed. Yes. Amen to that. And Edie, I hope what you said is true. You're right. That hormones take over at a certain age and people just want to, and that's when dancing happens. I have no explanation as to why I, I do it the way that I do. Cause there's not always a female around and that's just their <laughs> loss. But anyways, Dan, Dan, not always more like it's never, you're just never, it's just you. <laughs> Center stage, spotlight. <laughs> no one I else have, around. Dan, have, Dan prefers there to be nobody there because then yeah. Dan has the entire area from which to move. This is true. I have legitimately watched girls actually want to dance with Dan and Dan doesn't see them. <laughs> Dan's like, like can, can you wait? Can you wait a second? Can you let me finish? Like, Just hold um, on. This is my jam. Kesha's on right now. Can you wait? <laughs> I legitimately check out at a wedding. I will check out the dance floor before anything begins. So I know, I know what I'm working with. I know what I need to do with the legs. I know how the shoes can maneuver. I'm going to be prepared. Yeah. I do my, I do my research and you, you better believe I'm ready for mine. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. I fully believe that like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be absolutely like disappointed if it doesn't happen. Like in like the middle of your first dance, you're just going to be like, Shannon, it's, it's time for you to step yeah, away. It's my just, time. Yeah. Here, no. All right. <laughs> I get this. I, I got to have at least 30 seconds of this to myself and then you can go back. <laughs> oh boys. Oh, wow. All right. Uh, well, I got to get this off my chest. Uh, yesterday, very weird day on social media and with the Derek Chauvin uh, being guilty and the verdict and all of that stuff. And I just want to say something, guys, you don't have to um, go through social media during these days. You can log off, you know, you don't have to turn your television on to one of the networks that are covering it live or CNN or Fox News or whatever. You just don't have to do it. You can honestly just back away from it all. And just be like, I'll hear about it one way or another, or I'll find it on my own. But like, you just don't have to do the doomsday scrolling and like all the doomsday checking. Cause like, it is exhausting. 
you don't have to be a part of those conversations. And I mean, not even just with this, like with anything, it's like, I feel like, you know, everyone makes it feel like social media is like the end all be all. And you have to be there for every single thing, whether it's like Steph Curry to something like what happened yesterday, like you just don't like you can just choose when you want to get your news or you want to be on Twitter and be a part of the conversation. Like, cause even with like Chris alluded to it earlier, it's like, you have companies and you have sports teams and stuff like making these statements. And it's like, no one asked you to say anything Raiders. Like, <laughs> like no one asked you to do it. The NFL made a statement. Like you don't have to do anything. Like you just don't have to say it. If you don't have anything that's like of like, of note to say like the WNBA teams, like they were actually giving like really good statements yesterday, but like, you just don't have to say anything. Everyone doesn't have to go out there and make their statement. Cause it almost becomes this contest online that I hate so much when this stuff happens where like, you feel like you, you look around you're like, well, I, I have to retweet this or I have to tweet something, or I have to put something on my Instagram story that says that I'm with the cause. Like, no, like you're good. You could literally not do anything. Cause like I posted nothing, all this stuff is exhausting and it's not the last time this is going to happen. And it's just like, ugh, like, I just can't do all of this. I can't put myself through misery on purpose for that. Like, it's just not, none of this stuff is like fun for me. None of this is celebratory for me. And I'm just telling everybody out there, like you can back away from it all. You can find out just as easy, everything the next day, two days later, a week later, you can just log off. So had to get that off my chest. Yeah. I love, I, I love that. That's so well said. You know, I, you're right. It is, it becomes like this competition and then people and companies and organizations like feel that you're right. They feel like they have to, no one's out there looking and wondering like, Oh, why hasn't so-and-so or such and such said anything about this yet? Like then you're not that important in the, in the grand scheme of things of what's really going on. You are not that in, important, but we don't need your statement, whatever it is. And if you don't want to be a part of it, don't be a part of it. It's that easy. Yeah. Yeah. And then it, like people aren't, people aren't looking for your, Hey, Pittsburgh Penguins. Nobody was wondering what your statement was on this until you started making statements on it. And then you got yourself in this situation where you feel compelled to always make statements. So then you're just making statements to make statements. And I don't mean to like single out the Penguins because almost every organization did it the other day. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, it, it evolves into this like peer review of people on social media, picking apart the statements to determine whether it was a valid enough statement. And I'm like, what are we, what are we doing? You know, what are we doing? What's the point of all is it, you know, it just spirals into something that it doesn't have to be. Um, I'm with you, Didi. I, uh, I have worked very hard to uh, only get my news secondhand from people that I know, because if I'm constantly scrolling Twitter to find out the news, I will never know what the hell's going on. So <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that dude, that's the truth. It was just, I don't know, like yesterday, it's all I could think about. It was like, cause you know, like my wife works for TMZ. So she's doing all the stuff for work and I'm hearing everything going on. And it's just like, that's enough for me, I don't, I just, I don't need to do all this. Cause it's just, none of this is, you know, celebratory for me where everyone's like, this is a big moment in the country. And I'm like, I, I just don't feel that way. Like, okay. Like just back away. And you can do that. It's really simple just to not be on Facebook and Twitter and getting mad at people for no reasons. Like I don't, 
like quote tweeting people who always have awful opinions doesn't do anything good. I'm just, it does nothing <laughs> yes, good. Like, it when does you're the opposite of good. Does, yes, Thank you. Exactly. Yeah. It's just, it's so annoying when you see the same people who do the same things every time anything happens and everybody's just quote tweeting them and, you know, trying to making like they're making this big point. It's like, no, like you're doing, you're, you're giving notice to a troll. This is what they want. So, you know, just giving people a little advice there. Like and it. now after saying all that, it's Brews Day. I need a drink. So, Chris, get us started with Brews Day. What are you sipping on, man? All right, guys. So I'm I'm still in my diet. Things are going well. Thanks for asking. Down five and a half pounds. Um, I am still drinking my low calorie beers. Okay. So to recap, I have had. I'm going to give you the ranking so far. I've had three of them. Number one, by far, is Blue Moon Citrus Wheat. By far. And I really think you guys should try it because it's it's actually like good. Um, number two is going to be Yingling Flight because it has a little bit of taste. And, and last so far is Corona Premier. Said it right this week because it, it has zero taste to it. I mean, it just there's nothing there's nothing happening with that. All these beers are under 100 calories. And boy, do I have low expectations for today because today no, I went looking for Michelob Ultra and discovered that there is a Michelob Ultra Pure Gold that is 85 calories. It's oh, it's even man. lower calorie than Michelob Ultra. Ooh. It looks like piss. I think it's going to taste like piss. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, two and a half carbs, 3.8% alcohol. Have not tried it. Let's give it a taste. Oh, live. This can't there. be good. It doesn't look good There's at all. There's no way. That looks like... I don't even know where 85 this calories, where do you get taste from? It smells like piss. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's funny. It says superior light beer on the label. Do you see that? Superior Ooh. light beer. It's it, it basically tastes like nothing. It basically tastes like nothing. So this goes, really? this, this is in the same boat as I think Corona down at the bottom, the Corona premiere. Um, it just doesn't taste like it's got nothing. Boy, got nothing. It's a shame. Happy, happy Bruce Day. Yeah. Damn, Chris. <laughs> Glad you hurts. found the best one so far already. Jesus. I don't think you're topping that. <laughs> I don't know what's worse, me not participating in Bruce Day for like a month or you having to do this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not having fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, boys, I got a surprise this week. Uh, I got some mail. From friend of the brunch breakdown, Tyler, who sent me a bunch of beer. What do I have to do? <laughs> what? This is ridiculous. Did you like, did you reach out directly to him? No, he hit me up and was like, I have a housewarming gift coming to your house and sent me the tracking number. I said nothing about this. Absolutely nothing about this at all. I said nothing. Like, does, does he, do we know if he actively listens to every episode and has he heard me say like, send me beer and then he purposely sent it to you instead? I, I know he listens. <laughs> I know that's he all listens. I can, that's all I know. I say he does listen. He's yeah, he, he and, actively listens. And I'm sure he listens for the Bruise Day segment every week because yeah. I, I honestly believe that Tyler loves beer more than people. And that's just <laughs> that's the truth. fair. I and he I told him, that. I told him I had been featuring some of his beers. This was you know a few months ago, and that like caused him to want to get caught up like immediately because he deserves a shout out whenever he sends some good beer and it trades a good beer and Dee got a bunch of Tyler beer. Yes, I got a bunch of Tyler beer. And the first one I'm going to try live taste test here. We got Brew Gentleman. Mmm. Bloodlight Lime. 
Uh, that's Ooh, blood that's orange clever. and lime that IPA. Oh, that's right up Daniel Dudley's alley. Tr- oh yeah. Like, he I knew what like, he was doing when he sent that to you. He definitely yeah. knew what oh, he was yeah. doing. I saw it and I was like, you know, I can give this a shot. Here we go. Oh, this is tasty. I mean, you taste equal parts blood orange and lime in here. No. Oh. Like, that's I funny. wow. I need all of these. So Tyler, I, I need you to send me more. <laughs> I'll pay for it this time. But yeah, I need all of these. Like I, I need I need a bunch of these. This is good. This is really good. So like shouts to Brew Gentleman. Where's Brew Gentleman? In Pittsburgh, but where? Braddock. Uh Braddock, Braddock. yeah. So big shouts to Brew Gentleman. Home and Braddock. The, uh, Lieutenant Governor. <laughs> yeah. So shouts to that. Dude, I'm loving it. So Brew Gentleman, Bloodlight Line. Chris, maybe one day you'll get some beer sent to you from yeah, Tyler. Like I, I'm, <laughs> I, I don't want to be, I don't want to be like a Debbie Downer. I'm happy for you, Didi, but at the same time, like I'm pissed at Tyler for no good reason. I shouldn't be mad at him. And I think it, you know part of it is like I'm drinking literal piss. So this is all yeah, just bad. I, that makes it even worse. It's a bad combination. Yeah. Well, Go speaking ahead, of yeah. making it worse, I've got another Tyler beer here too, hey. <laughs> and it's also a brew gentleman. <laughs> By a uh, certain uh, chance here, uh, yes, this is a brew gentleman that I got uh, via trade with good friend of Brews Day, at least for two of us, uh, Tyler. This is also from Dr- Brew Gentleman. This is the proto- prototype number two, prototype number two, and it's labeled as a West Coast IPA made with a blend of American hops. And this is wild. This beer is is wild because it is it's it's hazy. It's citrusy, um, it's creamy, but and you also get that bitterness from the hops and kind of this, you know, piney caramel flavor mixing in. It's just this weird combination. When I was reading about it, I was like, this, I don't know if this is going to be any good, but I, I know Brew Gentleman is great. I know it is, and they pull it off, and that's why it's called Prototype. And this one, send it to the line. Send it in Jerome. This is a really, really <laughs> incredible mix because it does. You get that West Coast haziness, but you get all those other flavors um, of, you know, with the American hops and, like I said, the pininess. That's it. It balanced in there with the maltiness from the, the caramel maltiness as well. It's amazing. So, shouts to Brew Gentlemen. Shouts to Tyler. Another wonderful beer for Brews Day. That's beautiful. Got to love the 12 ounce can too. Dude beautiful well boys chris you have one thing to add to tyler before we uh move on to our bruise day topic this week yeah you know what i'm thinking like <laughs> tyler has brought me beer before so i can't be all that mad at tyler if it's like a housewarming thing that's cool like i feel like he brought beer over here not long after we bought our house um, but dan has lived in his house for a long time and that doesn't make any sense so <laughs> i'm still a little skeptical <laughs> Well, let's get into our Bruise Day topic. Uh, you guys saw a tweet. It was from uh, Big Bob, right? Of Mikey and Big Bob fame. That is correct. I will pull it up here uh, so we can take a look at it. But yeah, uh, one of the radio hosts here in Pittsburgh on KISS FM asked about this. What are the top five best times to have a beer? 
And the five that he gave are pre-vacation airport beer, boat fishing beer, summer grilling beer, <laughs> the $12 hot summer night at PNC Park beer. <laughs> For our non-Pittsburgh listeners, it could be the $12 hot summer night at a baseball game beer. Uh, and the first beach slash pool vacation beer. So if you guys have to rank those five, what, what order do you put them in? Oof. Okay. The pre-vacation airport beer is the best beer. Like, mm-hmm. God, there's like, I don't, I don't even know if like Chili's is still in the Pittsburgh airport, but I've had <laughs> many of starts to vacation at that. No, was it? Fridays, Fridays, one of those Fridays, yeah, Fridays. Fridays, that's it. Fridays at the Pittsburgh airport. Many, many a, a bruise at that airport. Cause good God. But yeah, it's definitely for, it's the pre-vacation for me. Then first be, then the first beach pool vacation beer, the baseball park beer is good. I grill a lot. So that's five. And then boat fishing beer, you know, I don't really do the whole, I don't do too many boats. So, but that's a good one for yeah, this was a tough one to really rank because these are all wonderful. This is an amazing power ranking that he came up with. For me, um, I'll go in reverse order. Five, five is boat beer, and he put boat fishing beer, but I'm just gonna we're just gonna label it as yeah. boat beer. And the reason it's five for me is because when I'm on a boat, I'm usually the captain, and therefore can't be drinking. So <laughs> it really doesn't mean as much to me. It sounds amazing. <laughs> It really does. I think I've done it once or twice. Look at but... you for being responsible. Response Steel City Angel. <laughs> Tell you what, man. Steel City Angel. Right. Got to do the right thing. Got to look out for the people. Got to protect. So boat fear five. It should be higher, but for me, just personal, doesn't happen often enough. Four baseball game beer. It is. It's it's a nice. That's a wonderful atmosphere. You get there on the right night. Unfortunately, you're not drinking the best of beers usually. But you're having some tall ones, and it's pretty good. Four. Uh, summer grilling, three. I'll take that. Love a good time to be grilling out. I actually did it like a week ago because it was warm here. Got the grill back out, ready to go. Had a Corona stuck a lime in it. Oh, boy. That was a beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, let's see. Number two is the pre-vacation airport beer. But I'll put a caveat on this one if we could adjust it a little bit pre-vacation airport slash first beer when you get to that destination specifically las vegas first beer in las vegas (laughs) is an amazing amazing beer so whether it happens on your way there or as soon as you touch down that's a wonderful one uh but for me number one first beach pool vacation beer even if it's not vacation just first time at the pool because typically for me that's a corona or usually a pacifico first time usually having a pacifico of the year is is that beer so that one goes number one all right um i'll go in reverse order too so my number five is going to be the 12 dollar hot summer night at a baseball game beer uh just because i don't go to baseball games uh so there's something to having a beer at a baseball game but it's it's just uh low on my list. Okay. Number four is going to be summer grilling beer. Not that it's bad, but I grill a lot. So I can't just be 
drunk all the time. Not as valuable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number three is going to be the boat beer because it's glorious. Number two is going to be the pre-vacation airport beer. And I want to point out my favorite pre-vacation airport beer. It was when you guys surprised me with a bachelor party that I didn't know what was happening in Las Vegas. And I had to go to that Friday's that Didi mentioned and have a beer just to process what was happening. And that was unbelievable. That's one of the best beers I've ever had. It was a yingling. I will never forget that beer. I promise you. Sat down at a table with Dan and Sleezus, and I was looking out the window at planes taking off thinking, oh, I'm going to be on one of those in like a few minutes. That's crazy. And then number one, the first beach or pool vacation beer, because that's, that's a moment of Zen, man, because you're at the beginning of that vacation. You know, you got an extended period of time that's stress-free. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned that trip because the first thing I thought about when I saw this list was like, I'll never forget your face when you got to the hotel <laughs> because like you just sat on the bed like, how did I get here? <laughs> and you're like drinking a Corona or something or Pacifico. I forget what it was, but I know it was beer. And you were just like sipping on it. Like, what the hell? Like, it was like you just, you were like time traveled or something. Yeah. Like, you were just like, wait, I don't know. I, I, you were like, you stepped on, you're like, I, I stepped this on this thing. And all of a sudden I'm here. I don't know how I got here. Do my family know I'm here? I don't know. You just, I'll never forget your face. It was like I, uh, the best thing ever. Yeah. There's lots, we all go on lots of vacations, right? And, most of them, you don't really remember a lot of the details. I will remember most of the details of that trip. Uh, because I, remember, I thought I was going to like a, like see Katie's family in Charlotte, North Carolina. That's right. So man, that was crazy. One that was, a great, that learned, was a great beer. One other thing we learned that's another great beer is the airplane beer, usually way too expensive, uh -huh. but it's only good when you pay for it and you don't sneak it on the plane because you shouldn't do that. It, Chris, if you recall, mm -hmm. just to our left, and I think the row in front, there were a bunch of dudes that snuck beer on the plane, and I don't know how they did it. <laughs> I really don't know how they did it, but they got caught, yeah. and the flight attendant, we were all listening. It was amazing, and she was like threatening them with all these, you know, rules and regular government rules and I regulations that they broke and that they I, could be arrested the moment that they stepped off the plane. Pretty sure she said the word air marshal at one point. I was like, oh, yeah, shit. it was like <laughs> crazy. We we're like, that's why you don't sneak beer on a plane. So that beer can be good just when you purchase it correctly. Yeah. Whoa. Do it the right way. Did they get arrested? No, she just like threw the book at them. She's yeah. like, this is what could happen because could, of what yeah. you did. She, yeah. Whoa. That's yeah. I it was mean, amazing beginning to that trip. That trip never got uh, less interesting. You know, never I, got. It always got more interesting. It yeah. never dulled down. It really didn't. It started from Chris's surprise to all the way to the end. It was unbelievable. <laughs> it's just so easy to get caught. It's like because they go by row. So like if all of a yeah. sudden you have beer that like I, they market, they know by seat what they're doing. It's like the whole reason why they do the, the everything the way they do it. So it's like if all of a sudden just, this whole this row has beer and you gave them ginger ale. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like it's so easy to get caught. Kind of obvious. Yeah. Good God. Is there anything that was on that? Is there any other kind of beer that you're like, this missing from this list? Yeah. I think first tailgate beer yeah. is always a great beer. First tailgate beer. And then the other one I came up with, came up with was like campfire beer. That first campfire whether it's 
around this time, summer, whatever they go into the fall, but good campfire beer after a long day could be a good one too. Yeah. I thought about tailgate too. Uh, and I kind of wanted to swap. If I swap that in for the baseball one, the rankings would be different. And what I've been thinking of just because of the year that we've been through <laughs> is like, you know, like that first time you get to dine outside every spring or summer and you get to have a beer before your meal arrives. And you're just like in the evening at dinner, it's kind of getting cool out, but you know, I, there's something relaxing about that. That is, I think has vaulted up in my rankings after this past year. Yeah. That's honestly what I was going to say. That's the one that's like missing is that first, that, that first time that you're like, you're eating outdoors when it comes to, you know, we're all hitting that point where like, well, I mean, the pandemic makes it different, but like, but you know, you hit that point in like May or something. And then like, you're outside, you know, you're like, Oh no, I want to eat outside. Mm -hmm. And you have that first drink, whatever it is. And you're just like, ah, we're outside, you know, and it doesn't matter where you are. And that, that, that beer is like, that beer is my favorite. Cause you're just, you're like every you have, it's like all of a sudden you see people again, you're like, we're outside. But that first, (laughs) Oh man. My God, we might have to have a whole podcast on that first, that first post Rona alcohol experience. Yeah. <laughs> that might be special. Right. <laughs> well, boys, uh, that was a great bruise day topic. We should do that more. That was fun. That was a good time. That was all right. I like that. Well, boys, let's get into the main course, which today is topic roulette, aka the leftovers. And there's a there's a topic that went in there that's that's uh that's current, but we'll start this off with this one. Are oatmeal cream pies the greatest snack of all time? Dude, according to my mentions on Twitter last week, yes. Yeah, I think so too. Everyone, I mean, there were, I don't want to say everyone because there were a few that did some weird things, but (laughs) the majority of people had oatmeal cream pie on their list. And like, do people talk about, I don't think people talk about oatmeal cream pies like they talk about Doritos or the way they talk, but everyone loves them. True. It's like they just get clumped into just little Debbie snacks and they deserve their own platform for that. You know what I mean? There's, they're just clumped in with that whole mess. And you're right. Most people, when we put out that pick two last week, had the oatmeal cream pie at one or two. Surprisingly, the amount of people had that nutty buddy wafer bar number nine. <laughs> That shocked me how many people picked that, but above all else, and for the, you know, it really is, it, it was, it was always there. And I don't know if it, it doesn't get enough respect. It's uh, yeah, I, I, I think the way you put it, Dee is perfect. Nobody talks about it, but no. everybody loves it. And there's not many things in this world anymore where we're talking about literally everything 24 hours a day, every day that has that type of low profile. But when we put out the pick two, 95% of the people that responded to it had the oatmeal cream pie and something else. Uh, so, you know, and I mean, thank we can, you to, thank yeah. you to people for respecting the pick two and didn't tell us that oh. we had for, we left something off this time. <laughs> thank you. Finally, we've enforced that enough. Yes. They were all little Debbie snacks, by the way, cloud cakes are in there, but Thank you for respecting that. But yeah, I don't know if another snack, like I even try to think of besides like Twinkies, fruit roll-ups, what else is stands on that level? Yeah. Cause a lot of those ones are too much. Like the, like what you just mentioned, Dan, like you can have them occasionally, but I feel like the oatmeal cream pie is like, 
it's not so overbearingly sweet that you couldn't right. you couldn't have one all the time if you wanted to. Whereas like some of those other like super processed candies are like I feel so I guess what I'm saying is like when you have an oatmeal cream pie, you feel like you're eating food. Whereas yes. a lot of other mm. treats, you feel like you're eating candy. Does that make sense? That's fair because you can, because it does make you feel like you're eating something like you're eating like a, a, I don't know. I feel like it's no different than you're eating like a bar or something like that. Like you're, I don't know, but yeah, I, I hear you on that. Like you feel like you're eating something. Cause it's not like eating sour patch kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like right. I can eat like 10 sour patch kids and like, I don't feel like I ever ate food, you know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like leaving candy out of it in terms of like the snack world. You're right. Something with some actual substance to it. Boy, I don't know. Oreos. They'd probably go head to head with it. Yeah. Cause you can't just use a general category like chips or cookies. It's gotta be specific. The oatmeal cream pie is absolutely magical because of how yeah. amazing and it's, it's specific. It's unique. So that's a tough one. That I mean, it, it did, it got a lot of positive responses and yeah, little Debbie needs to shout that one up. I'm glad she didn't get mad at me for what I had said. <laughs> Cause I said, I wasn't going to put, you know, cut that clip up and I did it anyways. <laughs> I was a little nervous. Yeah. We might have to like, do another pick two or maybe we do a pick one we figure out these specific snacks not just because usually i think this was a cool pick too just because it was very specific yeah. like usually it's just like you know it's something broad term it's like you know cookies whatever yeah but like this was like specific like people were like no i love star crunch raj raj why? what's wrong I have with no you? idea come why. on <laughs> <laughs> wait which one was that that rice crispy glob oh no that looked like a, a <laughs> deformed hockey puck with uh, yeah that's right pox. yeah yeah that thing is terrible um i think we need to take some time solicit our audience and say what are the greatest snacks of all time be specific don't tell me like pretzels do you know yeah like no. be yeah. specific about specific. it specific and, and do it with the, give people the understanding of saying like this, what you're going to give us is going to go up against oatmeal cream pie. And then yeah. we, I mean, that's why this podcast is here to answer these questions for people. And then we make a decision. Exactly. Goat snacks, goat snacks. We're going to treat this like the now bracket, but you know, yeah. you're meeting up against oatmeal cream pies in the finale. You yeah. That's right. That's yeah. It's like <laughs> oatmeal cream pie gets an auto bid to the final. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's honestly, it's mm. just like, Every snack, can it beat the oatmeal cream pie? And I, thinking about them, like the specific snacks, I'm yeah. like, take an oatmeal cream pie. Like over Oreos, Chips Ahoy, M&M's. I'm just thinking of just like- Yeah, there's just nothing that- I'm trying to go up and down the snack aisle. It's wonderful. I know. <laughs> it's like, what's, what's over on this side? What's on that side? Yeah. But yeah. All right, let's. Yeah. We need to open this up. Let's let's yeah, open, we'll it up. open it up. What's going to beat oatmeal cream pie? We want all. This is where we actually want to hear from the people. We actually want to hear your bad opinions. Come Tell on, us Dan. what you think. Come on, Dan. <laughs> this is where we actually want to hear from people. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But we know we want to hear from you. We want to hear what. What do you think could beat oatmeal cream pies? We need to know what's the best snack in the world. What is the best snack in the world? <sighs> it's not mystery flavored Twizzlers. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I'm still mad about that. <laughs> oh, boys. All right. Well, let's get into uh, our next topic on topic roulette. 
this soccer super league. And all three of us, I want to tell you, are not soccer fans. None of us. I don't hate soccer. I just don't really care to watch it that much. So, and the rest of none of our big soccer fans, but the soccer super league where basically the most profitable teams were trying to make a league together where they are always in the tournament. And then five, then like other teams that are of lesser were are like, they can play, they can like fight to get into this league. That's basically it. Right. From what I understand, I asked people on Twitter, I was like, what is happening? Cause yeah. everyone's tweeting about it and I don't get it. And the way that it was described to me that made the most sense was somebody said, uh, this is from Eric at E Manatee. He said, basically it's like all the best teams from the biggest college football conferences breaking off into their own division to play each other in bowl games with no qualification required. Yeah. That there's, they're just handpicked to be in this league. These teams play each other during the week. They go back to their regular home divisions, whatever you want to call them, premier league. They go home to their other leagues and play them on the weekend. So this is like a weekday thing for them to just make a boatload of money. And it doesn't matter how badly they do. There's no relegation involved. So unlike the other leagues throughout Europe in the UK and wherever, if you play poorly enough, you get relegated out of there and you can make your way up to, you know, different leagues and whatnot. There's no relegation in would have been no relegation involved in this league. So that's why it seemed like this just huge money grab for these owners to make more and more money. The threat of the, you know, risking integrity of the other leagues, I guess was the big, th- the big part of it was all these top you know, teams are going to make all this money. And then when they go back against their other regular league teams, they're going to have so much more money and the competition is going to get severely outweighed. The top's going to rise, the bottom's going to fall out and it was going to ruin football forever. And yes, I do hate soccer, but that's my take. <laughs> See, I heard the idea and I was like, I, I mean, I don't know why any, I like, I, I get why people hate it, but I think it sounds awesome. Because this is honestly what I want to happen in most leagues. It's like this is what I want to happen in the NCAA. I want them to do this. I want I want the I want the NFL to do this. And I and this is coming from a, a Cleveland Browns fan, by the way, who honestly doesn't think that like in most years, not exactly right now. So like the first time in like I don't know thirty six years, I feel like oh you know I wouldn't want that to happen to my Browns. But guess what? Most of the time they disappoint me. So like and there have been lots of seasons where I'm like you know what they don't deserve to be here. Like neither Jacksonville, like, you know, the teams that just don't need to be there. And if they just want to fight over here off to the side to try to get into the playoffs, that's cool. We're trying to get into the league for a season. That's cool. But I enjoy the super team, the super league thing. I think it's actually going to happen. I know this, whatever they tried to do right now, it doesn't look like it's going to happen, but I think it's going to work. I think it's going to, I think someone's going to figure it out. Yeah. This sounds like, college football yes very much it sounds like what i want the college football playoff to be actually where it's like we expanded a little bit and like the the lower conferences can battle it out to try and get in the playoff and there maybe be a few more spots for them to get in than there are right now um and then the major conferences make more money because they 
do a coalition or whatever to set themselves up to be auto bids into that playoff. Like it just sounds like the college, what I want the college football playoff to be. So that's fine. Uh, but that's, I also have zero rooting interest in soccer or football. So like if I was a fan of a team that wasn't involved, I'd probably be pissed. Yeah. And I think the qualification part has to be the biggest change. And that's what people were having the biggest problem with it. These just handpick these money grabbing owners that do it. Cause if a lot of people were talking about the possibility of this happening in college football, but to put it in perspective, you're putting Michigan in, you're putting Texas in that's who gets in. Yeah. Not the top 25. You that's how that's what it's equivalent to. And so that's how it would be. That's how it would make no sense to be absolutely ridiculous because you're just taking those those top tier schools based on popularity and based off of money. So it wouldn't even be the best of the best. That's what they make this out to be. But the qualification part, if they can fix that and it becomes like you said, Chris, what the college football playoff could look like then we have something, but I am worried. This would absolutely destroy those smaller conferences. It would absolutely destroy them. They make, they count way too much on that money that they get from playing those other schools. So I don't think this would ever work, even though for the fans of the better teams, <laughs> for those top 25 teams, yes, it would be better. And you wouldn't have to play those cupcakes whenever Alabama wouldn't play Sisters of the Poor three times a year. We actually have some good competition like we had this past year, but I worry about the integrity of those other conferences because I know how much financially they count on playing those big opponents and walking out with a paycheck, honestly. Yeah, I guess Pitt wouldn't have an auto bid in this situation. No, no. Would they? Neither would West Virginia. And mm. I, I don't know. I, just the way that the – I feel like the way that the college football playoff is set up now, it's kind of like – isn't that kind of how it is now? Sort of yeah. like, yes, there are like yeah. seven teams that have <laughs> ever been in the college football playoff. Yeah. They're being handpicked. You're right. Yeah, yeah. You're absolutely right. It's are like, you saying that Pitt and West Virginia <laughs> don't deserve to be there, Didi? What are yes. you trying to say? <laughs> yes, I am yes. saying they don't deserve to be there. And I'm saying they should just have their own little thing off to the side. Like yes. let Alabama and these schools with all this money who make all this money. They should just do their own thing over there. And then like, you know, every once in a while, they'll just say, hey, Hey Pitt, why don't you come over? Why don't you guys come over and get your ass kicked for a season? I reserve, yeah, I reserve the right <laughs> for Pitt to have the best season of all time and get just stomped by Alabama in the college football playoff. That's what I dream of. We definitely got away from the whole soccer thing. Yeah, completely away from it. It's a mess. It's not. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. There. It's not. So, it, everybody's pulling out of it. You know. It's whatever. It's a disaster. All right, let's go to our next random topic. Okay. Which actor's career would you want? Mm. Which actor's career would you want? Chris, you brought up this topic a long time ago. This has been sitting in the leftovers forever, and I'm happy we're doing it. But Chris, you get us started because you brought this up. Yeah. Um, the answer for me is pretty easy and I don't think you guys are going to like my answer, but I went, uh, I approached this thinking about money uh, and <laughs> not necessarily prestige reputation, anything like that. Uh, but I have noticed that since, uh, I've kind of kept a little bit of track here since we got into 2021 and there has not been a weekend that has gone by where Adam Sandler has not been on my television. So I have to tell you that 
I would choose Adam Sandler's career because that guy made movies that continue to make money. Lots of people like them. They're easy watches. You have a few laughs. It's great. And he is having even more laughs because he's raking in the dough. I would choose Adam Sandler. That is easy for me. That's a, yeah, that that's a great pick. I had him on my list as a possible one as well for those very reasons. And now he's even, he's had a couple of movies that weren't great. <laughs> um, there were a lot, a lot of good of ones. A lot like, of movies that weren't, a that aren't that weren't great. Uh, but like Uncut Gems, I know we told you, we suggested you to watch that, oh, yeah. Chris. He's way more serious of an actor there and hopefully will be taken more seriously for roles like that. And he's evolved and really proved a lot of people wrong. So that's a great one. That's a really good pick and you can't argue with money base. So I had him under consideration, but ultimately, you know, money was a factor with mine, but not all money. Um, I'm going with Samuel L. Jackson going with Samuel L. Jackson because he's literally done it all comedies, dramas, action movies, voiceovers, uh, cameos in the most random movies that you've ever seen for no reason. He's one of the most quotable actors of all time. He's been true. in half of the movies you've ever seen in your lifetime. <laughs> He's been in something like in a, over 150 movies plus. Um, and speaking of money, I did find this out because I was curious. I'm like, he's, you know, he's, he's made a lot, but what has he really made? So his movies have earned a grand total of $5.76 billion at the United States box office. <laughs> Okay, and to put that in perspective, Harrison Ford, less than that, $4.96 billion. Tom Hanks, even less than that, $4.6 billion. So, and worldwide, that's just the U.S. number. Worldwide, $13.3 billion at the box office. Every movie, the man can do it all. He's incredible. He's had a super long career. Samuel L. Jackson, without a doubt. Wow. What was that number again? 13.3 billion worldwide box office. Jesus. 5.76 in the United States. Well, then my pick was wrong because <laughs> I'm looking this up. It says Adam Sandler uh, starting 30 major motion pictures that combined have grossed over 2.4 billion. So. But it's here's like the, but here's the thing with Adams is that so much of that money is like in Adam Sandler's bank account. Oh, well, yeah. Like, I guess this yeah. is also the box office, not necessarily yeah, like the but, royalties. Yeah. Because think about it. Like Samuel Jackson was in the star star Wars or star Trek. Which one was he in? Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. But he makes a lot of money off that. It's not saying Samuel Jackson's some broke guy, but like he's been in a lot of blockbuster films. Like he's got a role in like basically all the Marvels. Cause he's some character that all the Marvel characters do something with i don't know but like yeah he's been in a lot of like huge ensemble movies too that make a shit ton of money but i mean I, i'm not hating on samuel jackson don't forget <laughs> i'm just saying that like that 50 movies because what is his shit what's adam sandler's thing that comes after every movie happy whatever happy what is madison. Madison. yeah like that means that's his movie you know like samuel L. jackson doesn't own star wars like like Adam Sandler owns right. Happy Gilmore. Very true. <laughs> like, Very true. All right, mine is um might be a little shocked because of who you guys who you guys picked, but uh, Keenan Thompson, guys. Wow, Keenan really? Thompson. Because here's why: Keenan Thompson has been making 
us laugh for like 30 years. That's true. Like, yeah. And no one dislikes Keenan. No one has anything bad to say. He went from being the guy on Nickelodeon, transitioned that seamlessly to SNL, and he's still in SNL now. Now he's a show called Keenan, and I was watching it, and I'm just like, you know what? Keenan is underappreciated as somebody who's literally just made us laugh. Like, from the time that I was younger to now older, it's like I'm still laughing at things that Keenan does and says. So, like, I just think that's fun to be the guy that everybody just likes. And and makes I mean and Keenan's worth you know go celebrity net worth you see he's worth twenty million like that's great comfortable and I'm just like that's that's, that's comfortable I could do something with that you know what I mean I could, I could do something still got to work nine to five but I could do something with that but yeah uh, but no Keenan I I just I, I just respect the guy who's just literally made us laugh for that long like a long time it's so weird to think about like watching all that back in like 1994 95 and knowing like this guy's still gonna make me laugh in 2021 like it's crazy he also interesting changed a generation's worth of slap shots thanks That's... to his performance in d2 thank you good point yeah really good point <laughs> good burger was the number one movie on netflix in like february or january of this year it's just like <laughs> <laughs> because it hit Netflix and it just like blew up and everyone was watching Good Burger. And it's like, it's it's just crazy to be a part of these movies that like are still so like rewatchable and things that are just, you know, it's, it's crazy. But like Keenan, I want his career where he's just like steady, just chilling here. Just going to make you guys laugh. Yeah, I don't I like need to win one. Oscars. It's going to make you guys laugh. That's a good one. I like Who that else guy. was on? Uh, who Was there anyone else that you were like fighting with? I thought about Tom Hanks. Just because he's like literally one of the most respected people ever. And I don't know if I've ever met anybody that's like, oh man, that Tom Hanks really annoys the hell out of me. I don't think that's really ever, ever happened. So I feel like there's so many iconic moments that that's a, that's a pretty solid career. That's a good one. I didn't, my mind didn't like the reason I put that in, uh, put this topic on our radar is because. I saw Adam Sandler movies. There were like five on at the same time one day. So I was never, I never considered anybody else. <laughs> no, I hear you. Uh, the only person I thought of was like Matthew McConaughey. Mm-hmm. I really went with like people that just make movies and he's got a career where it's like, he has serious stuff. He has goofy stuff. He has romantic yeah. comedies, all that stuff. But like with him, it's just, he's just a guy that like people just like, it seems you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he just comes on. It's like Matthew McConaughey's here. And then it's like, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey's here. I don't know. And <laughs> he just seems like a good hang and like makes a bunch of movies and is always in like a movie every year. And just I like I just I just want to be that guy who's I just want to be the actor who's like, don't do anything controversial. It's just like just be the guy who just makes a bunch of money and people are like, I don't even know what this movie's about, but Matthew McConaughey's in it. So I'm gonna check yeah. it out for a couple of minutes. like it's a good one it's a good one yeah (laughs) all right well let's get to one more uh of these topics guys all right so jerry seinfeld doesn't like baseball's new extra inning rules he does not like seeing the runner on second and i ask you guys the question who asked jerry seinfeld (laughs) why does this matter Guys, like we, we've all worked in some in sports media in some capacity throughout our lives. And I don't understand, like, I say this when we do brunch court all the time. 
who was who was asking for this? Who who needed this information? Who needed to know Jerry Seinfeld's opinion on rules about baseball? I like why New York media. That's your answer. It's the New York media. (laughs) I yeah, I just don't I just don't get like we're in Pittsburgh. Like people aren't calling up Joe Manganello to find out his opinion on the pirates. Like I why I don't I don't get it. I just don't get it. This is what happens when the Yankees are playing like shit and the Mets are playing well and they have nothing else to talk about. And so they bring on Mets fan Jerry Seinfeld and ask him all these questions regarding baseball. I love Jerry Seinfeld, but I mean, it is. It's it's weird to have this dive into these conversations about the rules and complaining about shortened games for doubleheaders and things like that. You know, yeah, baseball is too long. Jerry, he's like, what's it going to do? Shorten to 10 minutes. Yeah, that's fantastic. That's, that would be great. That's what we want. <laughs> okay. There's not, you're in the minority about people that don't care about the length of a baseball game. It must be nice to just have all that extra time to do whatever you need to do and just watch the slowest game on the planet out in front of you. But we'll take a couple extra less minutes, a couple extra less innings. So it'll be fine. Yeah, I I uh, I saw that and I was like, why? I don't know. I guess they were just like, well, you're old and white. What do you think about baseball? And that was it. And yeah, <laughs> I honestly think yeah. that was it. Universal they were like, you're VH, an expert. That's that's that that that's old. That's gonna go away. <laughs> you know, and you know, that's gonna. Or I should say that's gonna happen forever. It's so. Can, I gotta the, to what Dee just said. I'm gonna read this quote from Jerry Seinfeld because it matches exactly what you just said, Dee. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld, quote, said, the universal DH makes me want to vomit in the street, but the extra innings rule really makes me sick. So the game is over earlier. Who wants less baseball? Not me. I want 18 inning games. It's disgusting. Jerry. What? (laughs) I got nothing. I'm like, what? Huh? Has he been to a baseball game recently? (laughs) That's all I'm asking. Has he been to one? No, like nobody stays for 18 inning baseball games. Nobody wants more baseball. No, there's 162 no. games. They're, they're all dumb. too long. 18 inning games are dumb. That's what makes me vomit is an 18 inning baseball oh. game in the middle of June. That means absolutely nothing to either of those teams. Oh, and they probably usually had to play like at noon the next day or something like yeah. that. Yeah. It's completely ridiculous. You've got left fielders throwing pitches it's insane it's stupid (laughs) jerry seinfeld (laughs) well boys let's get into brunch court dan what do you got for us what food what drink are we deciding on on brunch court what's going on so yeah we've got a couple of interesting ones for brunch court today uh we're gonna start with a freezer bar a new freezer bar speaking of snacks we've got a new freezer bar in town as get ready to show you this beautiful, beautiful graphic, this is a new one. This is very interesting, very exciting. Powerade freezer bars. <laughs> you can't let Dee down. I there. got really excited. Hold up, real quick, Dan. Did you buy these? Are you saying that looks like my hand? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no. I am. It's that, not. That's not your hand. It's not. I swear to you, it's not. Okay, I just making sure, like. <laughs> Dan and I were in a band. I've seen him drum, so I'm, you know, looking That's at his fair. hands. That it looks like your hand. The, the black sleeve that could be, was, yeah, all puts together. No, that was very will, close to being like the Stephen A. Smith thing, where it's like, I, I know this man very well. We've taken showers <laughs> together. 
I know Dan's hands very well. I know yeah. his hands. I know that guy's <laughs> hands. Um, but these are Powerade freezer bars. Uh, each box does contain Mountain Berry Blast and Fruit Punch flavors. They've got your electrolytes, your calcium, your magnesium, your potassium, B vitamins. <laughs> it's interesting. It's basically frozen Powerade in a in a pouch for a freezer bar. What do you What do you boys think of the Powerade Sports freezer bars? I'm deferring to the fitness man on this one. <laughs> um, Powerade's delicious, so I don't really have a problem with it. But like when after a workout, are you thinking like, you know what I really need right now is a popsicle. I think after a hot one or after a hot run or something, hell no, yeah, brother. No, 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 Dan. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, 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 you're wrong because you want to chug something because it's hot. You're, you're warm and you want to quench your thirst. You don't want to have to physically melt it with your mouth in order to drink it. I do. I want to. No, you don't. Stuff no, in my mouth. <laughs> no, you don't. No, you don't, Dan. No, you don't. Like, well, then, what about we're just on a nice, warm summer day, not post workout, but you know, you need a little bit of electrolytes. You need to get get the energy going up a little bit. There you go. It's a nice little snack for you. Sure. You know who this is great for? People who work outside, not for people working out. People who yeah. work outside. What about like, after cutting the grass? Thank you. People, yes, landscapers, this power rate, this is for you. Like people who work on roofs, like, because this is, it, it's that time. Because like on, you know, on the East Coast, basically most of the country, you, to do roof work, you got to do that during the summer, man. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't do that during the winter. So like you're up there and you're like, you know, you got your cooler with you. You pop one of those babies in, then you keep shankling. I'm in. I'm in. I'm rolling in favor. I'm doing it. I think, I think these are great. Electrolytes are important. I, I think this is it. Chris is losing it. Chris I don't know why. This is a it. great idea. I don't know. His what face is so as long. red as that. <laughs> it is. Yeah. First of all, I have no problem with this. I rule in favor of it. I rule against you guys in your situa- situations and scenarios where you say this would make sense. But I think these are fine. But like, I'm just picturing in my head, like a roofing team eating ice cream sandwiches on my roof. And like, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Like, this is, this they're eating those sense. instead of, they're, they're, they'd rather have some oatmeal cream pies, but that's going to get a little messy and a little too warm up there. Throw me yeah. a Powerade Freezy bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. Dude, this is, I'm telling you, anybody who works outside, this is this is the freezer bar for landscapers. This is the freezer bar. Like, this is big. Chris, this is you just, big. You just told us you bought 30 bags of mulch. You tell me after a couple hours out there, ranking some stinky mulch, you wouldn't like a little Powerade Freezy bar to get yourself going. About to out there for round two. Uh, it sounds delicious. Yeah, I... All right. Well, these are mine and I did buy these and I'm sending one of these boxes to you. That's why I bought two. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. No, <laughs> I wish that was true. I really, I really did. <laughs> I'm coming over. I'm checking your freezer. <laughs> Dude, that's, oh man. Yeah. This, uh, I think we made a Powerade commercial. So TM on that Powerade. You You're welcome. Better not Powerade. see some commercial with some roofers. Eating your bars right, right, right before, <laughs> right before they get back to shingling. <laughs> yep. 
You get back to work. Have a power raid. <laughs> oh man, we're out of Perry Blast. <laughs> How are we gonna get back to Shingling? <laughs> Oh, All right. God. All right. Well, we rule in favor of the Powerade freezer bars. We got anything else, Dan? We do. We got one more. Uh, this is speaking of snacks. We're going to keep it in the snacks court category from the good people at Smart Food. This Ooh, is Krispy Kreme original glazed donut flavored popcorn. I'm going to say that one more time. Krispy Kreme original glazed donut flavored popcorn. This is out now. You can get it at a variety of places. Got to know what you guys are thinking about this one. This one, this is different. Oh, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know about this one. I don't. I. It's, it's probably sort of kettle corn like in terms of it being like sweet, but. Maybe there's a little bit more of the glaze on here. Maybe it's a little sweeter than you think. Sweet popcorn's good, but this one, um, I don't know. I don't know about this. I think this would be good. Okay. I'm actually surprised to hear you say that. Yeah, well, I'm thinking of like those tins of popcorn where there's like three different varieties in it. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> and like the caramel corn is always, like all of them are good, you know? I think, right. and like even like there's a place here in Pittsburgh um, I think it's just like called the original, uh, the, the Pittsburgh popcorn shop or something like that. Yep. And almost anything they put on popcorn is good. They'll put chocolate on it. Like they have ones that are Buffalo sauce flavor, like everything they put on popcorn is good. I think this is close enough to some other types of flavored popcorn that I've had that I think, I think this would taste good. I'm real in favor of this too. I think this would taste good. I think the the sweetness will blend well. Very, very intrigued. I love how if you look close enough on the bag, it says under one of the kernels of popcorn, it says, clearly this popcorn has been enlarged to show texture. <laughs> clearly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm with you. I like the, you know, the tins of popcorn, the, even the kettle corn. Like, I think I'm down. I'm not a huge fan of Krispy Kreme donuts, but this I would try. If brunch score were a TV show, what just happened would have been per- would have been great TV because I was fully against this. Dan didn't know what, and then Chris comes in and brings in Exhibit A, the tin of popcorn. <laughs> and now I'm like, I'm all in on this because it just feels like popcorn that would be in the tin of popcorn with however many different kinds of popcorn that you don't normally eat, but like someone brings it to you for Christmas because they got it from somebody who got it from somebody and you know now you have it. So yeah i'm and I'm, I'm now for this so i'm ruling in favor of the smart food krispy kreme original glaze america is super fat donut yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh one last thing i want to do i know we're like really running up against it but since mm-hmm. we're in brunch court and i wanted to get your opinion too dd i got my hands on pepsi oh, mango shoot. and i didn't have to buy a 12 pack of it so i was able to find one this has not been opened. Lucky you. I had to buy a six pack of 20 ounces. Ugh. Ugh. And so I have to, I'm going to put this in my little beer fest class. I can't drink pop without ice. It's literally okay. disgusting to me. Um, Didi, tell us what, have you had this yet? Yes, I have had it. And I'm letting you know, drink it now. It smells like mango a lot. It, it is mango. Like you better like 
mangoes if you're going for this because it is mango. Yeah, it is mango. Like that is the one thing about it. I had it this past weekend and I didn't hate it, but like, I don't know how much I'm going to be going for it. This is, I was comparing it to wild cherry Pepsi when we did on the episode. I mean, I guess cherries are sweeter. Cherries are a different thing, but like mangoes, you got to like, you really got to like mangoes. They did not hide. They didn't shy away from the mangoes in this. It's like caffeinated mango juice. (laughs) There's so much. I'm blown away. Even with that warning, you could, I'd be, there's no way you know that this is Pepsi besides the color. That's crazy. There's a, yeah, a ridiculous amount. It smells amazing. Sounds like a nice summertime candle. This is okay for warm weather. This is, I don't drink pop, but we talked about mixing vodka and stuff with this. This could get a little, this could get a little dangerous. So I'm I mixed the it, approval on the Pepsi mango. I'll never, I mixed I'll never it buy with, another one, but. I mixed it with whiskey after trying it. And then the alcohol cuts it and kind of makes it perfect. Ooh, okay. Yeah, because it's saying. this might be a lot of mango to handle for a full glass. I, like, I don't know if I'll finish this. Yeah, there's a lot of mango. A lot of mango. So wow. That's crazy. Okay. But everyone should try. If you like mangoes, it's your it's your jam. If you like mango, it is. It's <laughs> that's good stuff. Uh and I also got a chance to try the Coke coffee. Oh lots yes. of listeners to the brunch breakdown were telling us that is super good. And you know what? It's good. It's good. And funny story, my brother-in-law told me that when he called because they just, he just, Jay just had a kid. Jay Marie just had a kid. And he's the first thing he says when he gets on FaceTime, he sees me, he goes, oh, Coke coffee. It's great. I was like, <laughs> congratulations, Jay. That's um, amazing. But yeah, uh, we tried it this weekend. We tried the vanilla. The vanilla is the zero. I didn't like it. Siobhan liked it. I didn't like it. But the regular vanilla, like, I want the Coke coffee vanilla in, like, regular coffee grounds to drink every morning. Oh. Like, it's good, man. Like, it's it's really good. The dark blend just kind of tastes like you're you're drinking, like, Coke. But, like, it has, like, a coffee taste to it. And it's mm-hmm. good. But, like, it really feels like you're just drinking Coke. But, like, the the Coke vanilla is, like, I, I honestly just, like, want that in a bag of, like, that flavor just tastes incredible it's wow. scary i'm never i'm not gonna buy it because i just don't want to be drinking pop all the time <laughs> but like dude if you could make that real coffee i'm buying it i'm I'm buying it interesting gotta grab that now that's gonna be next for me yeah wow so chris you got some catching up to do yeah it's gotta get on it yeah you gotta <laughs> get on it <laughs> you know just pop you're drinking calories i'm getting all these extra calories from my you know <laughs> no, you're Premium. saving calories there. You're, you're saving, saving calories. Yeah, you, so you can have like, your beer. So you can have your pop. Ask Tyler to bring some over for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good All point. Right. He's never brought me pop before. Right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to what we're listening to. Chris, you've got a great look on your face. Let's go. <laughs> what are you listening to? Let's do it. Um, <clears throat> so I put a new song from the band I Call Fives on the playlist last week. And because they released a new song, I kind of went down a wormhole with that band because I had not listened to them in forever. So uh, I want to put a couple of their older songs. Dan, every time you take a swig of that, your face, your reaction is so funny. Wow. Um, Mango, man. 
I want to put uh, two songs from them on the playlist. One is called Elevator Music, and it's kind of comical because the chorus says, I hope this song is the elevator music on your way to hell, which picture that as kind of funny. Uh, And another song called Stuck in 03, which is just like if you were part of the pop punk movement in the early 2000s, you will love the song Stuck in 03. So uh, I'm going to put those two on the playlist this week. Nice. All right. Well, I'll go next here. All right. So um, Young Thug's uh, label imprint group of rappers he just, he loves. Uh, Young Stoner Life put out a album called Slime Language 2. I don't love the album because let's just be honest, a lot of people in the, the whole crew of this album aren't as good as Young Thug. So every time you hear Young Thug, you're like, yeah, this is great. <laughs> and then somebody else comes in and kind of like ruins the track. But there are a lot of there are a lot of features on this thing. Like Kid Cudi's on this, Drake's on this, Travis Scott's on this. There are a lot of really good songs on this. But um, there are two songs that I want to put on the playlist this week. Ski, which is becoming this like social media like dance phenomenon, because like Future's doing it, Drake's doing it, a lot of people are doing it, and the song is actually really good. The beat is like insane, and Young Thug sounds awesome. And then there's this awesome song called uh, Diamonds Dancing with Travis Scott and. It's and I think that song is like a hit. So, Ski and Diamonds Dancing, those are the two I want to put on the playlist this week. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, for me, starting off with the only, the one and only Churches. Churches is back, boys. So excited. Got the Churches gear on today. It's been I wonder an why. week. <laughs> you play in your wardrobes. Like, that's the one thing about this podcast. Maybe people don't know. Give me a little inside sneak. Like, Dan plants his wardrobe. For the oh, podcast. Yeah. yeah. We've had 21 pilots a couple of weeks ago. It's, it's, it's been amazing, but churches they're back. Uh, it's their first single that came and it came out in over two years called he said, she said, um, the first one off of their to be announced upcoming album. We know we're getting an album. We don't know when we don't know anything else. Uh, but it kind of mixes that original churches synth vibe that they're known for with a bit of that newer EDM ish. I almost dare to say, mix as well that they've started to work with some more producers uh more recently with w- recent work and you're kind of getting a little bit more of that mix to really push that maybe into more mainstream radio so it's it's so 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 good uh i'm so happy uh, about it um and a song i think lyrically that a lot of people can probably relate to people point that out a lot too too based on lauren's lyrics and her vocals are amazing so churches they're back so excited he's uh-oh. Oh, no. We lost him. I feel My like God. he was just about to say something really impactful. The power of churches took Dan out. Oh, no. That's hilarious. Well, well check out the new churches. She said. <clears throat> she said. Oh, you're back. I was going to say, I heard you guys I, too the whole time. I said, I, he said, she said. It was just too much build up, too much. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. Um <laughs> I want to let it be known that I also planned my wardrobe for this podcast. Okay. I knew we were going to be talking about pit football. We today. did mention. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Try to work in a reference or a, you know. Um, okay. My next song is a band that I just stumbled upon this week. Had never listened to them before. Their name is Project Revise. Uh, I don't want to put their song Another Day on the playlist. Um, it kind of has some... Uh, some vibes of a band called hot mulligan who we've had on the playlist in past episodes. Um, just 
I, I guess it, that primarily comes from the the lead vocalist and how the vocals sound throughout the song, but it has a lot more energy than Hot Mulligan does. So um, <clears throat> yeah, just one I kind of happily stumbled upon this week and uh, really enjoyed. So Project Revise Another Day. I'll put that on there. Nice. All right. Well, a, uh, a good friend of mine in music is uh, Out of Sights. Uh, you may know him from his song Tonight is the Night huge hit in like the early 2010s well he's had a bunch of music that's been featured on tv shows movies you may not you you've probably i guarantee you you've heard out of sight if you like even if you don't know who he is but anyways he's got a song called out called all-time fave and i just love it and it's so much fun he just makes fun music that you dance to and you just sing along to and i just love it so um check it out out of sight all-time fave it's like I just, it makes me just, I can't wait to throw this on a playlist in the summer for something. Nice. Love that. Love that. Out of sight. Uh, Fickle Friends. I think I put them on the playlist a few weeks ago with the song IRL in real life. Uh, They're back this week with another single called Not In The Mood. Um, And it's an indie pop bop. It really is. Super catchy. There's like 80s like guitar riffs in there. Really excited to hear more and more from them. You know, I, I wasn't in love with their sound a, a while back when I first heard them, but this more recent music I've heard from them, really big fan of. So not in the mood from Fickle Friends, my next one on the list this week. Good deal. Well, my last one, the retro replacement for this week is uh, inspired by talking to Dan before we started recording <laughs> today. And um, I'm going to say the song. And if it, if you can even remember, Dan, how we, how we stumbled upon this one, please feel free. Uh, the song is four minutes, Justin Timberlake, uh, Timbaland and Madonna. Whoa. Yeah. How did yeah. we, why were we talking about that song? Uh, you and I were just talking before the pod. Didi sent us a text that said, he said to give him five minutes oh. and it was, you just said, you know, that just rang a bell for you. You were like, we only got, f-. you're like, what's that song? We only got five minutes to, what is it? Yeah. And I was like, we only got four minutes to save the world. That's a great song. It's such a good yeah. song. I'm so glad we're adding that on. That's great. Yeah. Madonna. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, I like it. I like it. I haven't heard that song in forever. So I'm going to be really excited to hear what <laughs> yeah. this song sounds like now. All right. Uh, Ian Dior put out a two song EP and I really like it. I love this kid. I like I I'm I'm obsessed with this kid. Uh, Don't Want to Believe is my song that I'm going to put on the playlist for this. And he's just I don't know, man, this kid just got it. And Ian Dior, don't want to believe. I don't want to say too much because I just don't want to, you know, ruin the song for you. Just listen to it. It's pretty damn great. Like it. Yeah, he's got great stuff. Um, Almost Monday. We've talked about them on the podcast before. Mm. DD, I know you've talked about them before. We talked about them before. You put, I think, might have been park, Parking Like You might have been a song that we put on at some point. These dudes, I'm telling you right now, are they are it. They're going to be huge. This is your last chance to get on the train. You've been warned. Uh, they put out a song called uh, Haley Biebs. Yes, Haley Biebs this past week. It has that funky pop-led sound. Um, t- I, you know, it's, it's just amazing. Anytime that these, these three dudes put out a new song, I'm ex- so excited to hear it. And yes, they reference Haley Bieber in the song. Uh, the line goes, high socks till your, till your knees, just like Haley Biebs. 
And there you go. So Haley Biebs is the song from Almost Monday. Another great one. Uh, Shouts to Almost Monday. Shouts to my friend Ashton. She sort of manages them. Anyways, I don't want to say exactly what she does, but whatever. She, (laughs) you know, is the reason I know Almost Monday and she has a lot to do behind the scenes with Almost Monday. So big shouts to them. She'll be very excited to see them on the playlist. So good. Yeah. Well, boys, this has been a very hearty brunch. A very one. Very hearty. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of brunch was eaten. A lot of brunch was discussed. And we will see you guys next time for more of the Brunch Breakdown. We out.